Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk sheet. Recorded live. What up? Who's this? Shane. Uh, I am so unprepared. I just got time working. Yeah. Yep. So. No mic tonight, right? Nope. She said he had a Cubs game or some shit. Oh, I think he has right. He went to the Sox game. Yeah, one of those. Oh, for sure. The fuck is premise? He needs us to come on earlier, and yet he's still dragging. Uh, you know how old people are with technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. Come on, Arietta. Yo, how about that Lions game? <laughs> Bro, I wasn't even watch- I was watching the updates because I was driving home from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. When they, when they fucking said <laughs> it was, I think it was 21. It was 24. 21 to three and a half. Bruh. 
Like, fucking, they said Stafford threw a fucking pick right to somebody, and I just lost my shit. Yeah, that would have been a nice win for them, too, to get on the road, San Diego, week one. Man. Jesus. Detroit Lions don't care about black people. <laughs> oh, man. Who is this, Schwab? What's up? Schwab, you in? Mm-hmm. What's up? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Stump the stump the two one nine Schwab. I don't know why you just like think that you are the fucking Mr. Know-it-all. I wouldn't call it something if I knew I was going to get sued for it. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you really were, were you serious in that email thinking that we could get sued for that? It's ESPN. I mean, it, it, nothing Dude, was exactly. Okay, so you weren't, you weren't joking? Okay. God. Who, who the fuck is from Massachusetts? Is this Coley? Yo. Oh, we got a new guy. What's Coley, up? Mick. What up? Oh, the Boston yeah, right? guy. That's the Boston guy, right? <laughs> it is the Boston guy, yes. Great. Can you hear me Welcome. okay? I'm in my car. Why Why didn't you say, say chowder? Say what? Say chowder. Chowder? Uh, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> just going to have you just play sound bites if you say chowder for an hour. <laughs> I think he just uses Audacity, records it like a phone call, um, and, and he what? does it. He does it through um, when I called him. It was on um, what the fuck's it called? Um, that's great time shit. Okay, so we're gonna have you guys are gonna have to invest in mics coming up pretty soon. So. I got my shit set up already. So we'll just do the same phone call, but you guys are going to have to get, like, a program. I'll set you up where I can get you a program um, to record, and then we'll kind of go from there. I don't know what time. Do I have to buy a mic? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go this weekend and go buy one at Walmart. Well, let me set you guys up. I don't want you spending money on shit that is raw first, so. All right, for sure. Is everybody here? No, we're waiting on uh, Prentice. Yeah, the guy that wanted this to be earlier. Yeah, right? He's the last one in. Coley, are you here? What's, what's my name, Ace? Coley? I don't know. How do you say it? Coley, Coley? Coley. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. No, it isn't. You just said Coley. <laughs> I said Coley, you fucker. The first three, everyone heard you. This is a phone I call. We say, can all hear you. I just talked that up to his accent. I just talked that up to his accent, being Canadian. Yeah, it's my accent, you motherfucker. Oh. I'm going to smack the shit was, out that, that was two O's, not O-L. So at the end of the podcast, I'm going to go on a little rant about the Nevada Athletic Commission, okay? 
I've been waiting for that. You've 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 been you've been uh, bottled up ready for that for this rant for a couple of days since what it was yesterday. Oh yeah, I've been livid, man. I know, I can we tell. Get, we gotta have a, we gotta have a prize for the the, the losers of or some type of humiliation for the losers of Slump the two one nine swap. Because if Swab beats you guys, I'm going to be highly... But Swab could just go on the internet and freaking search up the answers. <laughs> we, we, I think Swab has a little bit of integrity that he wouldn't do that. I really hope he I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fat virgin sits on his computer all day. Of course he fucking is just going to go on Google. <laughs> We're waiting on Turner still. I texted him. Oh, yeah, there's something I want to bring up in the college football thing. You know how the people are crying about that Florida coach shit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think you and – I think Quan and Prentice could go off on that. Yeah, I'm sure they've been there. What was like, another you know, thing that happened this week? It was something that was real big that I fucking I was gonna talk about. I forgot. Oh, it was, the, it was the Vikings. You niggas told me the Vikings was real, bro. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was uh, quite the. Uh, 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 <laughs> but you know, the week one overreactions is what I'll definitely be touching on. Holy, what, what sports did you play? What sports did I play? Yeah. Baseball, basketball. Uh, I, I stopped well, you're playing like football. fucking 6'5". Of course you played basketball. 6'5"? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, you really are Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, I'm I'm getting into shape. Sam Chancellor better watch his back. I'm coming for his job at half the price. First of all, there's no such thing as a white safety anymore. <laughs> I'm doing it for John Lynch. John Lynch is John Lynch, the John Lynch era is over. The Jason Seahorn era is gone. I'm Enjoy taking my, my country back, Cron. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start here in a fucking minute. I'm just Coley, I'm just I'm gonna do the intro, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and then we'll get right into the NFL week one. Um Schwab, you're probably gonna get buried here. <laughs> 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 right off like I'm pretty sure they're planning to fucking bury you right from jump. And then what? uh oh, Mariota versus Jameis. Um and then we'll we got twenty minutes. Shit, where's my iPad? Hold on one second. No, I mean I'll tell you right now. Uh, after that game Sunday, I uh, took all my Buccaneer stuff, put it in a box. It's in my garage right now. When they decide they want to start trying again, uh, you know, I'll start watching. Oh, shut the fuck that, up! That was pathetic. <laughs> Did you really do that? Did you, really, did you did you put it in a box and tape it and everything and stomp out of your house, you fat faggot? 
They didn't stop it. No, it's, I tossed it in my garage. <laughs> Your trailer park is a garage? <laughs> I need a house. What the fuck is Prentice doing? He's a now. Probably has to run the fucking Popeyes and buy a bucket of chicken, the fat fuck. <laughs> fucking, fucking bitch, we were waiting on your ass at fucking Costco getting gummy bears. <laughs> 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 fucking getting gummy bears and shit. It's the best, man. <laughs> All right, silence, make a poop. All right, we're about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of the Good Podcast with special invited guests. You know him from Twitter as Coley Mick. He almost died. We have Coley on the line. Coley, say what's up to the people. I almost died twice this year. It's getting pretty fucked up, but everyone wants to keep trying to kill me, and I'm going to keep living to spite everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm going to call you uh, Coley Fox. We're going to get right into it. Uh, the NFL Week 1 recap. And we all know we're going to bury Swap right here. What did you guys think of the Mariota versus Davis matchup? Swap? I was right. Should have took no, Mariota. you weren't. This week fucking won the first game of the career, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Okay, first of all, yes, okay, he threw an interception for a touchdown, his first attempt. But guess who else did? Brett yeah, Favre, who's a Hall of Famer, you dumb fuck. <laughs> he ain't Brett but, Favre. You know, I, I kind of want to lighten the shop real quick, man, because I'm really wanting to question your manhood as a fan, um, as a football, even even your football knowledge. For you to go on Twitter and say fire list after one game, you know, it's funny because I clicked that hashtag and only seen one other idiot in the United States that had the same hashtag as you did. So obviously it tells me you and that other fuck doesn't know shit about football. You have a rookie quarterback who is playing his first professional football game, and you are wanting to fire the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the uh, the you want no, no. to order to fire yourself? I want to fire the GM. I want to fire the GM. You want to fire everybody because the rookie quarterback had a off game. He threw two touchdowns, but because of the other quarterback played a lot better than him, that's your justification that he's a better quarterback than he is. No, look, I wanted Mariota, you know, but Jameis Jameis wasn't good. He was far from the person I was most mad at in that game. Um. Lovey, after the game, said, you know, we didn't show up, which, how many times last year did you say that? I lost count. Well, you've had had 21 months now to get your guys in there, to get your system installed, and you're still going out there and getting blown out by the team that was picking second last year for a reason. So, I mean, what gives here? You can't can't look at records and compare and sit here and say, this guy is going to be better than that guy. You threw a rookie quarterback out there with a – I I can't explain what their offensive line is. It's a fucking shit. It's awful. You saw it 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 last year. It's awful again this year. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay. Let's get this, guys. Let's give him a more realistic look. We see that Mariota had the better game by far. Long term, you guys are saying Jameis will be the overall better quarterback. Yes, but easily. It's, it's Schwab. I mean, what was the difference between 
Mariota's game and Jameson's game. They're both rookies. They're both, I mean, very, very highly touted college players. Why did Mariota have such a breakout game? Shane? I mean, it just happened to just work out in his favor. He, there's, there's actually there's some talented players on that Tennessee offense. And, I mean, just Jameis getting off to that start where he threw the pick six, like right off the bat, like that was – that just pretty much killed them for the whole game because it's not – and they were missing Mike Evans too. You've got to give him that. And yeah. it, I could tell right away that, that that Tampa offensive line is atrocious. And the worst in the league. Yeah, I mean it's really bad, and you know they couldn't even get they couldn't get the run game going. Uh, it, it was just a disaster. But I mean, there's absolutely nothing from that game that made me say, "Hmm, you know what? Maybe Mariota will be better than Winston." And if it was, if it was the other way around too, if, if Jameis would have completely outplayed him, that wouldn't have you know that wouldn't have changed my mind about what I originally thought anyway. It's 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 a one game sample from two rookie quarterbacks, and for you, you stupid fat fuck, to put up all those tweets. <laughs> It was just beyond stupid. And, like, I didn't even click that stupid hashtag either that Prentice was talking about. I mean, no surprise it was you and some other idiot. I mean, I, totally. for all, the, for all the, the week one overreactions, and believe me, there were plenty, that was the absolute worst. Totally. You, ain't seen, you ain't seen the overreaction yet. Coley, did you see the Buccaneers uh, tight game? I saw parts of it. Um, in all honesty, like, Mariota is very clearly – I mean, I'm going to have to agree with, with the fat virgin here. That Mariota is clearly the best quarterback of all time. Like, he had the best debut of all time. It could only get better from here. Uh, Jameis is obviously trash. He should stick to being the criminal that he was, he was born to be. Oh, fuck you, you troll. <laughs> no, everyone knows I'm all in on Jameis. He, like, like, uh, like what's his name said, free. Mike Evans didn't play. Mike Evans, I believe, is one of the, the more um, – one of the better receiving threats in the NFL only after one year. He's a, he's a monster. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I think Vincent Jackson dropped a touchdown. I was following on Twitter. I didn't get to see the end of the game, but Vincent Jackson, he's like, the, the fucking Buccaneers had the ball within 10 yards. I think they ran 12 consecutive plays. Didn't score on fucking any of them. Like, what the hell's going on there? Uh, the Bucs are clearly a mess. Wasn't the top pick a coin flip? Like, these, both these teams sucked last year. Um, so whoever was going to win this game, it was going to be overreactions towards the other one because everyone wants to be right in this in this new world where everyone's a draft expert and college football analyst. Ace, I have one question for you, and then we'll move on to the next. If overall, if we're doing this podcast maybe five, six years down the road, I pray to God I don't know you guys by then. If Swab, if Swab is right, will you apologize to him? I would rather shoot myself in the head than apologize to that <laughs> fat fuck. Okay. All right. So right now we'll give Swab the benefit of the doubt. We'll see where it ends up. And a lot of it, a lot of it is Mariota. No, we're, done. We're, we're done with the Mariota talk. Hey, <laughs> the Packers, I'm a, Jay Cutler was Jay Cutler on Sunday. What did the game look like from your perspective? Hello? Yep. Hello? Hello. Who's the question supposed to? I said Shane. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I didn't hear you. Uh, I actually thought Cutler was, for the most part, other than that interception he threw to Clay Matthews at the end, he was pretty good. I mean, Bears had a pretty good game plan. They were just – they 
gave the ball to Matt Forte a ton, who remains one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL. And uh, Capers could not, once again, could not adjust to what the Bears were doing, running a lot of uh, short routes, uh, just running, running, running Forte. And, you know, eventually uh, Rodgers just took over and just made some, you know, Aaron Rodgers-type plays. And, you know, James Jones came back, two touchdowns. And, you know, the better team won in the end. But the Bears actually, for the most – I mean, their defense is going to be probably bottom five in the NFL. It's terrible. But they still got a lot of play. – they got playmakers on that offense. They're going to hang around in some games. Curtis, what do you think? Um, I agree with what Shane said for the most part. I was I was surprised at the um, at the final score. You know, to to top on what Shane said, it was the Bears when the Bears finally decide that giving Forte the ball twenty twenty five times a game that they're a pretty good football team. When they do it, they are. They can compete with the, they can compete with some of the league's best. And you saw that Sunday. You know, Forte was getting the ball out of the backfield. He's getting the ball. You know, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, and I think that's why they were able to keep Aaron Rodgers on, on the sideline a little longer and compete in that game. Like I said, Cutler didn't play bad. Um, I mean, it's it's embarrassing to say, hey, my quarterback only had one turnover. He didn't play bad because you know he, we're used to seeing three or four out of him. But you know, he he had one turnover. He had one turnover, the crucial one. But I thought for the most part, the Bears played pretty good, and I don't expect to see that a lot this season. But uh, it's week one. You know, guys are getting in their getting in their fits, and uh, uh, it was overall a good game. All right. Coley, are you a Patriots fan? Does the bear shit in the woods? The bear does shit in the woods. What did you think of the game last Thursday? Um, I thought it was kind of underwhelming. Um, the final score was closer than the actual game was. Like when when the Patriots quit, basically, and, and uh, the Steelers put up seven with literally two seconds left on the clock. I don't really count that towards how the rest of the game was played. Uh, the Patriots didn't dominate like I thought they would, considering the offseason they just came off of. Like, Gronk only had three touchdowns. I was expecting, like, six or seven. Um, Scott Chandler had one pass. Everyone thinks he's going to be – like, fucking – the one thing I, I don't like about being a Patriots fan is fucking idiot fans I have to deal with. People thought Scott Chandler was going to be Aaron Hernandez 2.0. Like, no. We see this guy twice a year. How did anyone think that was going to be the case? Um, the defense, I'm not really too worried about. You know, Malcolm Butler went up against um, the best technical wide receiver in the league, and I say technical because, I mean, by position, not actual skill set, uh, Antonio Brown. And, and Brown had got the best of him more often than not, but he was on his hip all game. Brown wasn't making these easy, wide-open catches. Malcolm Butler was on his hip all game. I truly do think he's going to be a good player and not just uh, a guy who happened to make the greatest play in the history of the game. I think that I think a couple of fade routes where Antonio Brown had at least five yards of separation, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Bills, you guys got the Bills next week. What do yep. you think of that? Well, we just got our professional ball deflators back today, so the Bills are pretty much <laughs> fucked. Tyrod <laughs> Taylor is going to have a coming out party. I'm saying it right now. Well, you look the pretty good on Sunday. Like, I don't disagree because uh, Belichick historically has struggled against just, like, quarterbacks that don't just stand there. Like, the reason we do so well against Peyton Manning is because we know he's not going to fucking move anywhere. Anytime we play a quarterback who can, who can run anything sub-five, it's always been, like, that's why the Dolphins used to beat us when they first uh, displayed the Wildcat. Belichick had no idea what to do. So if Tyrod can scramble, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave us a, a big headache on Sunday. 
But just five yeah, didn't you, you guys lost to Kaepernick and Newton like a couple seasons ago, didn't you? Oh, Kaepernick destroyed us. Destroyed us. It was it was so like that game. It was like rainy too, and he was just running all and throwing deep on. Like he did everything against us. It was incredible. And then Cam Newton beat us. Cam Newton beat us because Luke Keekley gave Gronk a fucking bear hug in the end zone. They didn't throw a flag because he's the closest athlete we've seen since Chet. <laughs> and that's a good segue to the Monday night game, if you want to call it a game, uh, the 49ers and the Vikings. I want, to, I want to go on record saying that everybody on this podcast told me that the Vikings were fucking serious. So I need, I need at least two to three explanations. Okay, I'm going to eat crow right now. The Minnesota Vikings offensive line is complete shit. You see freaking pretty, that fucking one big fat dumb fuck fucking who wouldn't get out of Teddy's way? <laughs> I actually, I, did, I fell asleep on the game. It was so fucking boring. Yeah, that, that game was absolutely awful. I mean, just terrible start for the Vikings. They gave the ball to Peterson. How many, like, four times in the first half or something. I mean, it just it was just a pretty bad game plan that they had and Carlos Hyde just destroyed him. I, I that was maybe that was a coming out party for him because he, he looked I mean, other than just the spin move that he had that, you know, everybody vined, he was really, really good. Man, well, whoever has Carlos Hyde on their fantasy team, they are lucky as hell. Bob, we know you stayed up all night and watched the game. What do you think? Me? Your name is Schwab, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to hear Schwab's opinion on it because he was watching Monday Night Raw. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you my opinion. I watched the game. I, I, one, we went from a boring first game with the Eagles and uh, Falcons till the to the JV game later that night, which was even worse. Uh, Minnesota just didn't stick the game plan. Like today, I don't know if they were trying to air the ball out, trying to showcase uh Teddy ball game, but they didn't play good. Adrian Peterson didn't get the carry. The 49ers left side of the offensive line looked absolutely dominant. The right side looked like dog shit, and Carlos Hyde ran it down their fucking throat. I was, I'm not surprised by the way the defense played. You know, the 49ers the past 10 years defensively, talent's been there. It's, you know, what can we do offensively? We kept the ball out of Kaepernick's hands, and we ran the ball, and we won the game. We do that all season. Damn it, we might get eight wins. But we got to keep the ball out of Kaepernick's hands. The only thing I'll say about the 49ers is that they had the worst offseason I've ever seen in my life. Like, they they had so much more to play for than anyone else this past weekend, even the Patriots. They had more to play for than anyone. They debuted those swag-tastic black jerseys that they shouldn't wear anything else until they lose in those, by the way. Um, but the, agree they had more to play for. They had more to play for than anyone. So I'm not putting, like, like most week one games, I'm not putting uh, a lot of stock in either. Like, I think both those teams are going to level out next week. I agree. I agree with that one. You guys are going to stop being so mean to Swab. Swab's going to get his revenge and the stump, the 219 Swab uh, quiz we got coming up here later in the show. I'm putting all, I'm betting the house on you, Swab. You're going to go 3-0. Did you give him the questions, like, beforehand just to make him, like, look a little not, better? I, I don't even have the questions down myself. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so, no, this is all off the cuff. I'm Googling right now, but I'm putting all my money on Schwab. And the loser got a, got a post to twit pick that says Schwab is the greatest. 
Nobody would say nothing. Well, because you're getting ready to lose all your money. <laughs> Who is that, Cody? No, if you if you bet you if you bet in the bank on Swab, then you about to lose all your fucking money. I bet in the bank on Swab. Hey, I'll do. I'll do That's a Shane like bet right there. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh just get it back to where we are. What surprises you guys got from the NFL? I know the C, uh the Rams over the Seahawks was a really Huh. I mean, do do they need Cam Chancellor Prentice? What surprised um, me Oh, go ahead, Prentice. I, I, I mean they miss him, don't get me wrong, but I mean they gave up, what, 31 points? You know, the offense didn't play great all game. Uh, I, I think the Rams are a surprise team. You know, that, that's one of the surprises is going to be St. Louis. Like, uh, Aaron Donald is going to be – if you continue to watch this guy, he is going to be one of the top five defenders in football by the end of the season. And he plays like it. He's going to continue to play like it. Their defensive line is disgusting. Their defense is disgusting. And St. Louis got hit in the mouth. I mean, excuse me, uh, Seattle got hit in the mouth. It's – I mean, it's week one. I don't want to overreact, but, I mean, Seattle better – you know, the schedule's not going to get any easier, so they need to um, they need to come out this week and prove it. Hey, didn't we kill that game on the podcast last week? You, uh, you – Schwab did bring up – no, he, what Schwab's trying to say is he – when I was uh, when I was showing out my best bet last week, he threw in the fact that um, Seattle had a – it's a 10 a – it was a 10 a.m. start for Seattle, you know, for the first game of the year, so that – you know, could present some issues. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Are you? Were you like? Were you giving him half credit there, saying? I mean, sure. <laughs> no, when, when he when he brought it up, I mean, it it makes sense. Like you got you do have to factor some of those things in in an NFL game. You know, West Coast teams travel, um, you know, to the East Coast and have to play in some of these early games. You're saying Louis is Central Time, but um, hey, Louis, not, my favorite. My favorite East Coast city, St. Louis. Well, you're right. Well, you know what I mean. I just want to say what really surprised me is fucking Chip Kelly calling an Andy Reid-like game instead of a Chip Kelly game. He had fucking <laughs> Sam Bradford throw the ball 53 times. Like, what the fuck is that? And then you fucking go, don't go for it on fourth and one near the end of the game when you have a fucking momentum. Like, Chip Kelly always goes for it on fourth and one. Why didn't he do it this fucking time? That which crosses up to the fucking game. Fucking piece of shit, fat fuck. Why the... the... <laughs> And the worst, you see, and that, wasn't even, that wasn't even the worst coaching decision of the weekend. It was what happened in that motherfucking play to the Giants yep. at the end of the game. That I, I was, I was sick. I had the Giants. I took the points with the Giants, and I had the money line. I needed them to win straight up. And I mean, it just doesn't get any dumber than what you saw. That was as stupid as I've ever seen an NFL coach and a, and a quarterback who just got paid. You're just crying, wanted all this money. Well, you got your money, then you do that. Then this piece of shit comes out after the game and says, well, I need to be better in those situations going forward. What the fuck? Like, how can you not know that? How can you, how can you do that? I mean, it's insane. I, I tweet. I said the whole, everybody should be fired. Fire them all. I mean, that was, that was just the stupidest shit I have ever seen. Was that the sixth coach you wanted fired that week? It was, I think it was the fourth. Well, I mean, I wanted the entire, the entire new Giants coaching staff should have been fired, along with Tom Capers. I, I, yeah. want, to tell you what, I, I want to tell you what I was surprised about was this week was, uh, we talked about it last week's podcast, was uh, a pissed off Tom Brady. 
Like that's exactly what we got uh, Thursday night. He came out and that he looked like he was in week nine form, man. And he put it on. He put it on Pittsburgh. I know. I know. We talked about Pittsburgh secondary and how bad they are. That shit didn't matter. It didn't matter who played uh, on Thursday night. Tom Brady was on the Gronk, Gronk was and, wide open on his play. They literally didn't cover the biggest person in the NFL for his first touchdown. Like, are you shitting me? Then they <laughs> want to complain afterwards. It's fucking ridiculous. If you want to complain, make sure you cover the biggest player in the NFL. Then you can complain. Are you guys buying? Are you buying the actual the headphones went out? They're cheating thing. No. I mean. Uh, it, it happens. I mean, I like I said, I coached in in college, and you know we had headset issues before. But I, that whole blaming New England. I mean, let's be serious. New England is coming off two of the biggest handles in NFL history. They are not the very first game of the season. All coming off the biggest handle ever is going to do something to make themselves look bad again. Like Mike Tomlin looked like a bitter bitch. Take your loss, man, and go home. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not, the NFL, I'm not, the NFL I'm not, I'm not buying it either. I'm not buying it. I mean, I, I, I believe that it happened, but the fact that you know people want to point and say, "Oh, they're cheating again," I'm not. I'm not buying that. No, the NFL right, controls Bel- the headsets. I want Belichick to get EMPs and stay and just take cheating to a whole new fucking level. <laughs> just revolutionize it. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and everybody that complains about Belichick cheating, find me one person out of for every single team, other than the New England, find me one fan that wouldn't want that guy coaching their team. You won't. Exactly. You probably wouldn't be able to find that, but we're going to – Shane, we need a best bet for this week. I had a buddy put $500 on the Steelers-Patriots game because of my tip, and with the last touchdown, he lost that 500 So I need I need a best bet this week. Wow, that's – yeah, that's that, that Antonio Brown touchdown. That cost some people and won some people a lot of money. Uh, well – Coming off last week, I had two best bets. I had the Jets minus three, and they ate that one. And I had Arizona minus two and a half in that one. This time, I'm going to Oakland, and I'm gonna my best bet of the week. I'm gonna take the Ravens minus six and a half right now. Uh, the word is now that Derek Carr will play in the game. Um, you have to wonder how effective he will be. And I mean, they looked pretty pretty awful last week. And you have a Baltimore team that they should have won that game. They should have went to Denver and won that game. And now you got them 0-1. They're going to go to Oakland. And I know Terrell Suggs is out, but I, I fully expect them to put it on Oakland. That, that, that's going to be a double-digit win. So my best bet of the week is Baltimore minus 6.5. Major, right. major, major props to Shane last week on that call. I actually took the Jets minus 3, took the Packers minus 7 in a parlay, and it won me some good money. Excellent. Yeah. Always, always I, good to hear when somebody else wins some money. I gave him the debt, too. He parlayed that into some other shit that he lost. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to, moving on to week two, uh, what game, Ace, are you looking forward to outside of the Eagles game? Easily the Bills and Patriots. I think it's going to be outstanding. I really want to see that defense from the Bills test Tom Brady and get up in his face. And I want to see Tyrod Taylor just completely destroy that New England secondary. There's a lot of Patriot hate going on here. Yeah, Shane. that's all. Shane, who you got? Well, obviously, outside of uh, Seattle and Green Bay, which is, you know, you got to figure that's the game of the week. I'm going to Philly, and that, and well, I do agree with Ace. I am really looking forward to the uh, to the New England Buffalo game. I think the Dallas Philly game is going to be real interesting. 
um, you know, at, after last week, you know, Twitter had Twitter had at halftime of the Philadelphia Atlanta game. Twitter had the Eagles going uh, two and fourteen. Uh, Chip Kelly's system doesn't work. Sam Bradford's a bust in this system. Uh, why did we pay DeMarco Murray? All this idiotic stuff. And then the second half comes, and they blew the game that they should have won. And then you have Dallas. You know, it's going to be interesting to see them without Des Bryant. You know, uh, you're going to have to have guys like Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley uh, step up. And now I think now we're going to find out how much the Cowboys really do miss DeMarco Murray without Des because they're going to have to be able to run the ball. And, you know, it's going to be – who's it going to be? Randall? Is it going to be McFadden? I mean, and then – you know, you factor in the obviously the huge NFC East rivalry. It's the you know it's the three uh, thirty primetime game on Fox. So there's just a lot of intrigue in that game. I like I like Philly to win. I like Philly to win that one. All right, all right, Schwab, who you got this week? Bills, Pats. <laughs> Say why you? Uh, I like that one too. Uh, I think the Bills actually might be an okay team this year. So, I mean, I'm interested in seeing uh, how they do, you know, again, with Tyrod Taylor, see how he does. Should be a Way good to one. go out on a limb there, buddy. They wow, the Bills out. might be an okay team, and you they, might actually touch some titties next week. They, they beat the, yeah, the sure. first the team. You put me last and Shane talked about all the games. <laughs> what, what else am I going to talk about? What, what um, game you I got, got uh, this week? I got a couple games, uh, like Shane Custom on the Packers and Seahawks. I mean, Seahawks either go 0-2 or 1-1. Uh, Pats and Bills, I watched the Pats and Colts games. Like I said last week on, on, the, on the podcast, the Colts offensive line is a fucking disaster. The Bills beat the shit out of, uh, uh, out of Indianapolis, and Rex Ryan made them look bad up front. It was, it, was, it was ridiculous. But the game I'm actually looking forward to is the Chiefs and the Broncos. Uh, we talked about Peyton Manning. He doesn't look good. I mean, he—he, he, I don't know. I—it's. It, I don't want to judge after week one, but we—we—we we, we got a test of what we saw at the interview of Peyton Manning, and we kind of saw it again week one. He—he doesn't. I mean, Denver's defense looked great, but I think they're trying to—they're trying to give more credit to that than to how bad Peyton looked. And the Chiefs—they came out and they dominated—they dominated the Texans. I mean, Hoyer lost a job after week one. They're starting out week two. That tells you how dominant they were. So if the Chiefs go out and beat the Broncos week two, they got a good matchup with Green Bay week three, and we may be talking about how serious uh, Kansas City may be this year. All right, I, I Coley. agree with that. Coley, give us yeah. a game to watch. I'm least looking forward to Bill's Patriots because it can only – the only storylines that can come from it are uh, the Patriots are done. Because if the Patriots win, it's just going to be like, yeah, Tom Brady beats the Bills again. Like he's beat them like 25, 26 times. Uh, so there's nothing good that can come out of that game. So that's what I'm looking least forward to. Uh, most forward, um, I don't know who they're playing. I don't have the schedule in front of me. But whoever the Browns are playing, get my boy Johnny Manziel. Let him start cooking. I'm tired of I'm tired of the reins being all over him and him being held back with these shackles <laughs> of oppression known as Cleveland. Let him fucking go out there and throw that pigskin like he knows how. Come on. Uh, so quickly to, to to Coley's point right there, they're playing Tennessee, and it's oh, the boom. first time it's the first time in NFL history that a quarterback um, starts off and plays back to back Heisman winners in Week One. So obviously Mariota played Winston Week One, and now he's playing Manziel. That's definitely an interesting game. Let's go! Wow. I knew it. Wow. That's a cool tidbit. What will you say <laughs> next week if Mariota blows Johnny Manziel out of the water? I want you to. Start right now. 
I'm getting you hyped for stuff the 219 Schwab. I want you to go off on all these motherfuckers that's doubting your pick of Marcus Mariota. Let them know. Talk your shit right now. You know what? I say the Browns suck, too. I mean, yeah, Mariota looks very good, and I really wish they had taken – the Bucks had taken him instead of uh, Winston. I think the way that the NFL is changing, you're going to have offenses that are very much suited to Mariota style of play. So I don't think that's going to be anywhere near as much of an issue as people may have found. Uh, but I think the bigger issue is this is a god awful Bucks team. Jesus Christ, I'm taking all my money off the table. I just gave him the <laughs> ultimate hype up opportunity. And he just went with the Browns plus, oh, my God. Oh, oh, man, your wife is going to be so disappointed in you. Oh, God. We'll cross that imaginary bridge when we get to it. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you for at least saying that I'll have a wife. So I'm, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt sometimes, man, but Jesus Christ. Uh yeah, somewhere out there, there is a woman that is impressed by blocking schemes and a knowledge of the Tampa 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she lives in a trailer park and already has 15 kids. Hey, hey, if you think she's a woman or you think it's a woman out there, he's already winning. I seriously doubt he's whipping no about blocking schemes. <laughs> she's currently playing Magic the Gathering as we speak. <laughs> and there you go. Go to Comic-Con. Swap. We got, we're going to get on this show. We're going to get you a woman. We're going to find a woman to come on the podcast, and you're going to talk to her. I know that sounds so frightening. You're going to talk to her, and then you are going to get her number. I would prefer if women don't know that this show exists. I think that probably uh, would be the last nail in the coffin for any chances of me finding someone here. I don't know. One of the biggest shows of this fan is a woman, but that chick out in Vegas loves this show, doesn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's got a golf club up her pussy right now. Oh, boy. My mom listens to this show, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. And with that, we'll move on to... Uh, our next segment with Prentice Jackson. Prentice, what you got for us? Prentice Jackson, I'm coming with uh, who the fuck dropped the church's money this week. You know, uh, I can't pick out a significant play because not everybody's watching every single game that I'm watching. I'm going to just pick a team every week who just, the collection plate was going around the church and somebody just dropped the fucking ball. They dropped the money. They disappointed the church. And this week it is Arkansas. And college football. I mean, uh, Brett Belima talked all that shit about Ohio State schedule, and he went out there and he got his ass kicked by a by a shit show school. And I don't want to hear his mouth ever again. So Arkansas, thank you for dropping the church's money. Congratulations to you in church next week. <laughs> that was good, man. But I mean, you you're not giving Toledo and the Mac credit. I'm not giving I'm not giving anybody in the Mac credit versus the SEC. I don't care if it's Vanderbilt. Uh, nobody in the SEC should be nobody in SEC should be losing to a Mac school. Uh, Auburn should not be in a dog fight versus versus Jacksonville State. I was I, I could have picked Auburn for the segment as well, but with Ar- with Arkansas losing and with the head coach having the nerve to speak on Ohio State's schedule, um, he should shut the fuck up and make sure he has enough money for the collection plate next week. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us 
to our college football segment. Um, BYU, I've I've seen bullshit wins back to back. It happened all last year in the arena league. Uh, I seen it with the Lions last year. BYU fourth and I think it was eleven, and the receiver on the backside gets behind the secondary, catches a bullshit hail mary. So this is back to back weeks. BYU steals one, like absolutely steals it. Where do you think their season is going, Shay? Um, well, we know just like I'm surprised, you know, Schwab's a big Michigan fan. I'm not, I'm surprised that he's not a BYU fan considering that all those fucking homos are all virgins. Um, they can't eat sugar though. They play, (laughs) (laughs) they can't, they can't, they can't uh, drink coffee, they, you know, whatever. It's an awful program, but um, I mean, the luck's going to run out. I believe um, that they play UCLA this week yep. at UCLA, and yeah, they do. They're seventeen point underdogs. They're going to get destroyed this week, and you know, the luck, the luck will run out, and then they'll, you know, go home and pray and do whatever the hell it is <laughs> that people go to BYU do it on Saturday nights. So I, what do they do at BYU on Saturday nights? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, they make me look like a party animal, so. <laughs> Prentice, what do you think of BYU's two uh, victories? I mean, we talked about the first one, you know, horrible fucking defense by, by uh, Nebraska. Week two, another lucky bullshit. Um, like the UCLA kicked their ass, and then I think they got Michigan the week after. I think they'll lose both those games. And we'll be done talking about those fucking virgins. <laughs> you got, what do you guys got against virgins, man? You guys are all once virgins. What, tell me, I mean, I got Ace. Ace, what do you have against virgins? Oh, I don't have nothing against virgins. I just have something against Schwab because he's a fat, dumb fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, all right. What? I mean, I mean, BYU's home to fucking you know uh, Steve Young. So I mean, if Steve Young wasn't on campus getting pussies, then I don't know what to. You know, and Jimmy, I, I and Jimmy McMahon. Yeah, so I don't know what to think of uh, BYU. God, you guys are terrible. Coley, do you it's guys a cult. It's a fucking. It's a fucking cult. It, yeah, I mean, you asked me if I have any thoughts about BYU athletics, because I don't. I don't have a single one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what game? They, they couldn't be less relevant of, of an instant, like, of, in anything. Like, they might as well not exist as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what game surprised you guys last week, Schwab? Did Schwab hang up on Kevin, you guys? I guess I guess Kevin got mad and he's trying to go fuck some some prostitutes. And I'll give you the game that surprised me was Auburn and, Jet, and Jacksonville State. I mean, Auburn I think dropped I think they dropped four, what fourteen places in the poll. That's how well the coaches saw them. They played like shit. They probably should have lost if it wasn't for horrible play call of my Jacksonville State coach at the end of the game. You know, I was, like I said, SEC put on a shit show last week other than Alabama, and I was uh, thoroughly disgusted with that game, and I was, I was really hoping they lost. Shane, what game caught your eye? Well, it wasn't necessarily the result, but it was the way it happened. It was the Oklahoma-Tennessee game. Um, Tennessee just controlled that whole entire game. And then they just blew it at the end. And 
you know, that's the kind of stuff that just kills your season right there. Tennessee was, um, like I said, they they had Oklahoma. They had them dead. I think that they were up like 17 at one point, and then all of a sudden Oklahoma just tied it up, and then it went to overtime and double overtime, and Oklahoma pulled it out. And, you know, to be at home like that for, you know, the biggest non-conference game that your team has had in I don't know how long, and to just completely blow it like they did, that was that was surprising. Okay. Hey. What college game caught your eye? Uh, I only watched one this weekend, and that was the Virginia and uh, Notre Dame game. And uh, I got to say, uh, that freaking catch by Fuller, freaking that, that won them the game, was pretty fucking spectacular. Yeah, that was a good catch. Uh, you know what? I, I hate Notre Dame. I don't think there's anybody that hates them more than I do, but uh, actually, you're, you're talking I, to one right now. I mean, yeah. me, you, I, I know me guys, too, I, live, me too. I, I live in the area, and it's horrible. But I actually feel bad for Notre Dame to lose your starting quarterback, to lose your starting running back. They lost their starting tight end the other day. Like, it's bad. And, I mean, they they still – that backup quarterback came in, he threw a hell of a ball, and, and Fuller had a hell of a catch. That was a good win by them, but they, it, it they, helped, can, kiss the, they can kiss the helped, playoffs goodbye. It helped that the uh, Virginia secondary fell asleep there. Yeah, it did. And Notre Dame's got Virginia or uh, Georgia Tech coming in this week. That's a, that's a pretty good team. I and who was that Virginia receiver them. that dropped the ball in the end zone? Like he had his hands on that. Like what the hell was that? What game was this? What's up? What game was this? The Virginia Notre Dame game where he almost caught the, the Virginia receiver almost caught the ball in the end zone and just dropped it. Oh yeah, yeah. He dropped the fucking church's money. You know, he was he would have been a nominee if it wasn't about if it was about players. But you know, he dropped the he, he dropped the church's money. But hats off to Notre Dame. You know, they, their starting quarterback got hurt, and you've seen the heads drop on the sideline. And but they came, they went out there and they finished that game, and they're two and zero. But um, I expect Georgia Tech to steamroll them this week. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, to be honest, I hate Notre Dame, too. You never like to see, you know, especially kids like that get yeah. injured. And, I mean, their season's over now after losing what they lost. And, you know, they, they had a chance to, to be in contention for the playoffs, and that's just completely out the window now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you what, totally. uh, Yeah, I mean, we already so, touched on it, but Arkansas uh, going out and shitting themselves. Uh, I saw some respectable people before the season saying they had a – they had a, a realistic path to a playoff game, and, and that can't be um, that can't still be in play because of the way college football works. I was also shocked at how many people gave a shit about Boston College beating Howard. I think that happened this weekend. I don't really know, but I saw a lot of people talking about it whenever it happened, and that surprised me because it was Boston College Howard. Like that, people really gave a shit. Like that blows my mind. Yeah, Coley. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I'm I think they scored they scored what 42 points in the first quarter. That's, I think that's yeah, about people like, were. Uh, Even oh, still, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's always ridiculous high-scoring games in college because of the way the schedules work. And, again, it's Boston College. Like, I, I'm I'm sitting right next to BU's campus, which is about two miles from Boston College campus. No one gives a shit about either school's athletics around yet. No, not a soul. So I was just shocked to see the Internet give so much of a shit. Okay, that was, that was my question to you. I, I was wondering, I, I figured it was Boston College. I wasn't sure what's. What around your area, or at least in the you know surrounding area, what's what's the main college team where there's you know the most fans for? Is it Boston College? 
Honestly, the, the for if you're just if you're just talking football, it's probably Boston College. If you're talking like the team that gets the most support year after year, it's UConn women's basketball, hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Like college sports, oh. we 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 dominate regular like real sports. Why would we give a shit about college sports around here? Gotcha. <laughs> Coley, can we get can we get a chowder for the for the podcast? You want a chowder, like a chowder drop, just for the podcast? You can throw it in there. Yeah, what's the what's the what's the best kind of chowder? No, New England, New England clam chowder, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. My my one of my one of my favorite uh, chowder references is when uh, Jim the Calhoun oh, when nope. Calhoun got into it with uh, Calipari years ago, and he went on that that crazy tirade and said Calipari doesn't even know how to pronounce chowder. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> and speaking of hilarious, Swab, take away your Michigan minute. Oh, for oh fuck God. I thought we One minute. One minute. All right, thanks. Uh, Michigan got their first win of the Jim Harbaugh era this past Saturday over Oregon State. The team's still a work in progress, but they showed some real improvement over their first game against Utah, namely in the run game where they were consistently able to execute power. In power, the play side lineman down block, the full block, the full back blocks the end man on the line, and the backside guard pulls and looks to block an oncoming defender. The tight end double teams with the play side tackle and then looks to block a backside defender. Michigan. <laughs> why you a virgin? <laughs> it's moments like this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Oregon State didn't do a very good job of defending the run. They never really had more than seven men in the box, and the mismatch was only exacerbated when Michigan ran with 22 personnel. But still, it was nice to see the team execute as well as they did. A full recap, including position-by-position breakdowns and player grades, is up right now at goodifitgoes.com. It's late. Way to break that shit down, Swap. Printed. Why do you Why do you get so technical? Printed. No, that was the point. I want to ask you, Printed. Did he block yes. power right? Uh, it didn't. It didn't sound right. Uh, the the double team with the tight end sounded familiar, but it, something didn't sound right. I'm gonna have to listen to it and uh, evaluate it for next week. Oh yeah, so I just want to say one thing. I want to bring up a point because we uh, and Quan were talking about this earlier. What about that Florida coach going off on the one player and had a public outcry on Twitter? I want to hear Princess and Quan's view on that. Um, well, let me tell you this. I played for a coach. I, I, actually, I played two years for one coach, and I played two years for another coach, and they both were two of the uh, craziest motherfuckers that I've ever played for in my life. Um, coach Espo, sorry to name drop, but he had no problem with calling you a pussy, uh, either in practice or during the games uh, in front of your, your family. Um, that tirade, yeah, he dragged it on a little bit longer than it should have, but what he said was, I mean, I've heard that shit almost every week, so I was not surprised one bit. I thought the overreaction was, you know, I saw some shit where it's breaking down how black men do this and that. You know, that shit's ridiculous. The guy, he let his team down, but the coach uh, berated him a little bit too long. That's, that's all I got for it. I don't think it was too long at all. I think it's exactly what, listen, Coach, uh, coach Anonymous is what I'll call him. Um, I, yeah, make sure you edit up. Make sure you uh, bleep yeah. out that name uh, when you. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to see him because I'll see him before you will. 
he uh, <laughs> we we went out on Halloween one night, and we were dressed <laughs> as volleyball players. We had guys that were in uh, plumbers' outfits, uh, just a whole bunch of shit. So he put on a slideshow. Our coaches found the pictures, and he put on a slideshow. And he stood up in the auditorium, called us a bunch of front-running faggots. Uh, I mean, every every faggot you can think of, it was a bad faggot, a good faggot, a faggot faggot, a faggot-ass faggot. I mean, we went to a Catholic uh, Catholic college, and he's on the sideline talking about let's fucking go, be a fucking man in front of, you know, in the defensive huddle. So, you know, it's stuff like that that keeps America soft. Like, the fact that it was a white coach telling them to man up, that's dumb, some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's just people are so sensitive nowadays that you can't really, you know, get convey the point that you want to convey. He told him to be a man. He did a throw slash. He cost him 15, and he was correcting his, his error. And that's the problem with if you correct somebody's error in front of a bunch of people, it's like, oh, my God, it's a culture shock. But he did what was right, and if, like I mean, that all that PC shit goes out the window. The camera was around. The camera caught the audio. If they didn't catch the audio, no, it it's really no limit to how far the media would have took it. So that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, like you said, playing football for years. I mean, we've we've heard. I mean, I like to me where he was in college. The guy he played for was a great coach, but I've heard pussy, bitch, motherfucker. Cocksucker. I mean, I've seen a guy who who got a 15 yard penalty, and in the film room, he circled him and called him. <laughs> he told him to uh, down, you punk stay down, bitch. Bitch. like stay down, bitch. So I mean, I hello, yo, broke ass. Get a real phone. But uh, just just shifting gears, uh, we want to try something different here on the podcast this week. So we got up the two one nine Schwab earlier in the show. I said I was putting all my money on Schwab. I'm kind of scared now, but I got faith in you, man. You spent too much time not getting pussy to not know these answers. So first is going to be Schwab, the two one nine Schwab versus Prentice Jackson with college football history. Schwab, you ready? Yep. Prentice, are you ready? <laughs> so we got we got thirty seconds to answer a question. I give each one of you an opportunity to answer the question. It'll be Schwab first and then it'll be Prentice second. A wrong answer, you get an X. We got three questions. If you both get the answer wrong, we'll move on to the next question. First question. Swap your first. Which coach won the most national titles during the BCS era? Saban? Which coach won the most national titles? Saban, Nick Saban. Prentice. Who you got? Brennan, you there? 
I think we lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him too. Yes, we did lose him. He got shook, I guess. Suave goes to you. We're giving you the round. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. We're giving you the round, Suave. All right, next. We got Prentice back. Prentice, yeah, you lost the round. No, my yeah, apologies. you lost the round. That's it. That's it. You lost the round. I, I went. No, I went no. No, absolutely not. Why give him a chance to answer? Give him a chance to answer. Absolutely not. (laughs) This is bullshit. Go ahead. (laughs) We we got Schwab's answer. What's your answer? What's the question? The question (laughs) is: Which coach won the most national titles during the BCS era? During the BCS era, it was uh, I'm gonna go with Urban Meyer. That goes to Schwab. It was Nick Saban. Wow. Oh. Three at Alabama. Two? Three at uh, Alabama and one at LSU. One at LSU. Nice. Okay, question number two. We'll switch it up. We'll give Prince a chance to answer first. Yeah, because I, I didn't get a chance to think or nothing. Shit, man. You had 30 seconds. I told you. Who threw the Hail Mary pass? that Gerard Phelan caught to beat Miami in 1984? 19, <laughs> 1984? If I know uh, this, you should know. 1984. Um, uh, uh, the Pudi. Schwab. Tie, tie break. First one to answer gets the point. What college? Boston College. Ding, 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 ding. You got to give another question, man. Fuck that tiebreaker shit. Come on, man. Come on, man. We can't be here. Come on, man. Okay. Come on, man. We won't do the tiebreaker. uh, Hey, Schwab's kicking your ass right now. Who are the three head coaches who have a Division I national championship and a Super Bowl title? Schwab, you're up first. Okay, one is Jimmy Johnson. One is Barry Switzer. I know the third. I know the third. I do too. How much time I know the you third. Got? Get him out of here. Get him out of you here. You got ten seconds. You got ten seconds. I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, of course he seconds. is. This is college football. Time's over. The third one, Barry, Barry Twister, Jimmy Johnson, and Pete Carroll. That's it. One to one. This is the tiebreaker. Let's see what we got here. Does Pete Carroll Wait. still count? Yeah, I don't know if Pete Carroll counts anymore. He he counts. You guys still here vacated? Or no? <laughs> Finally. Let's see. Who holds? FBS record for the most rushing yards in the season. Set Barry Sanders. 11... So, I, I, okay, we weren't really doing first one to answer, but we'll do that this time just so we. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, this is it. This, whoever answers first wins. This format wasn't, wasn't really thought out, so fuck it. 
which, let me see, who won the most games as a starting quarterback in the football bowl subdivision? Uh, David Green at Georgia, I believe. That's incorrect. Hmm. It wasn't David Green. Was it uh, McElroy at Alabama? You better start railing it off. No, that's incorrect. Ten seconds, guys. Uh, oh, damn it. Um, can you give us a year? Uh, it's four years, Prentice. Uh, uh, what year did he? What year did he last play? Oh shit. Uh, God damn it. Don't make me do extra work. Well, fucking, that, that's a watch. It was Kelly Moore. Last one. Last fucking question. You both oh, lose. Get Last question. Hmm. Hold up. Hold up. Jesus Christ, these questions suck. Which college football program holds the record, the football bowl subdivision record for most consecutive wins? Oklahoma? Hold on, Quan. I'm having problems here. I heard Oklahoma. Was that Prentice? That was Prentice, both of us. Prentice with the victory. He stopped the 219 swap. Yeah, you, you, you got damn right out. <laughs> Quan, hang on. I'm having problems here. What's the problem? <laughs> You're having a lot of fucking problems right now. You're losing me bets. No, hold on. Let me uh, hang up and call you back are... in. Oh, my God. We got to wait for this shit. Jesus, Holy somebody's I'm, taking a loss pretty rough. <laughs> He's about to go cut himself. <laughs> He's going to go put on his flip knot sweater than cut himself. <laughs> How many wins did Kellen Moore have? I, I need to know this now. It was 50 and 3. 50 and 3. How many wins did David, did David Green have at Georgia? I don't fucking know. I'm looking up random trivia questions. <laughs> You Google it on your phone, motherfucker. You're the fucking you're the fucking judge and the question answer. You should know. If you, you should have, it should have, it should have been a list of how many guys are on there. If you can't tell that I just made this shit up, then there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we're wait, Coley. Have you listened to the yeah. podcast prior prior to being on it? Yeah. What do you think? That's not solid. obvious audio. It's solid. Once the audio gets cleared up, it's definitely going to help a lot. On the very first episode, you were going in with the, the sound effects, and they were way louder than everyone else. I almost blew out my eardrums. But other than that, it's been solid. Hey, sorry about that. The uh, tune-in app on my phone opened. I'm Nobody sure gives a flying I'm clock. I'm scared of the presidential <laughs> debate. It's still a clock. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you being on tonight. Round two of... Off the two one nine swab is gonna pit the two one nine swab first the Canadian terror threat. <laughs> and the topic is boxing. Let's go. Ace. When did George Foreman first win the heavyweight boxing championship? What year? What year? Oh, I don't know the exact year, but I know he beat George Fraser for it. 
Who? George Frazier. Swab, when did George Foreman first win the heavyweight boxing championship? I had 30 seconds, right? Yeah. He's Googling it. No, I'm not. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think when I was like... at the title. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the That is incorrect. Ah. Who did George Foreman beat for? Uh, Ace, you said who? Either George Frazier or Ken Norton, one of the two. Bob, who are you saying? Joe Frazier? Joe Frazier is the correct answer. Oh, shit. I don't know who George Fraser is. That's, that's, Ra- that's Randy Rice's friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who is the only boxer to go 15 rounds with Rocky Marciano? Uh, Archie Moore? That is incorrect. God damn, man. These are some tough-ass questions. These are some tough-ass questions. Swab? The only name that's coming to me is Joe Lewis, but that's probably not right. No, no, that is wrong. That is incorrect. It was Ezra Charles. I don't even know the name uh, that is. Ezra yeah. Charles is one of the best late heavyweights of all time. Great fighter. Right. Who? Let's let's go. Let's go to this question. Who did marvelous Marvin Hagler, ace her up first, defeat to win the middleweight title? Oh man, I know, I know this one. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. You got oh boy, fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. I'm gonna do a pass. Bob, who you got? Tommy Hearns? That's the only no, name. No. no. Okay, we'll do this. Who did Hagler lose, or who beat Hagler for the middleweight title? Sugar Ray Leonard. It's one to one. Question three. Swap, so you need this to stay alive. Who is the oldest boxer to win the heavyweight title? George Foreman. I got to give that to Ace. This is this is the second tiebreaker. I'm losing now, getting it in at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't get it. you didn't get it at the same time. What are you talking you're, about? You're a virgin. You, know, you should know how to be quick, buddy. Wow. <laughs> so do we do we even need to go to the third round? Why not? Do it. I'll do it. Let's fucking do it. Uh NFL trivia. Let's see what I can find here. Shane, you're up first. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Which Hold on, what the fuck is this? Which Pro Bowl quarterback wide receiver duo share the unique 
distinction as being formerly unheralded, undrafted free agents. You got 30 seconds. Um... Undrafted, and they were on the same team. They, that's how they would be a duo. Yes. <laughs> that's tough. Woo. Jesus Christ! That's um, a tough it's recent. That's time. Schwab, who you got? Okay, I'm guessing the quarterback is Tony Romo. And the receiver. Fifteen seconds. I'm Miles Austin. Holy fucking shit, he's Googling. That's right. Did anybody know that? I knew that. I did not. I, I knew Romo, that's, but that's like, and that's that's like, that sounds like Google to me. <laughs> yeah, that you had to have Googled that, you fat fuck. <laughs> nope. No Google. Next I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd almost give it a 0% chance you got that without Google. How do you think I got the nickname in the first place? He is the 219 Schwab, bro. Question two. What city has the nickname the 12th man? Seattle. Jesus. Jesus. Seattle. That's pretty easy. You go from the first fucking that first one, and then you try and get the second <laughs> question? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Hey, boy. Hey, look. Hey, look. Is I'm, just the Texas I'm, I'm just I'm just fucking Alex Trebek here. You get on the producers behind the scenes. Jesus Christ, these are easy. Oh my God. Hello? Hold on. Give me one second. I gotta find a better set of questions. I hope you're able to edit out all this silence. Yeah, yeah I, I, I have been, motherfucker, for the last three or <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> There's no way your fucking fat ass got that Miles Austin within 30 seconds. There's just no <laughs> way to Google that shit, you fat fuck. So I'm actually, you remember that one great year he had? I'm trying to be honorable here, not Googling anything. I, I could not think of that. I I would never have got that. I, I probably okay. would have got the Romo, but that would have taken Question. us a while. Well, you figure it out. Too. Okay. Tony Romo listen, is listen, 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 fuck all that shit. Fuck all that shit. Question two. Which quarterback had the higher passer rating in the 1994 season? There are four choices. <laughs> Brett Favre, Steve Young, Dan Marino, or John Elway? Can you repeat the question? Which quarterback had the higher passer rating in the 94 season? Brett Favre, Steve Young, Dan Marino, John Elway. Swab, you're up first. Uh, 
Uh, hmm. I guess Elway. Jane? I'll go Steve Young. Steve Young is the correct answer. God yeah, damn yeah, it, Schwab. You about to get fucking swept. I'm he probably, like he probably Googled that. Hey, I got the tiebreakers in the last two rounds at the same time. This is this, this is fucking it. This is one. This is the Coley special. No homo. When did the Patriots, the Boston Patriots, change their name to the New England Patriots? Whoever answered first wins. There are four choices. 1965, 1980. 1971 or 1983? 80? 71. Who said 71? Shane. Me? God damn it, Schwab. You're going to be a fucking virgin forever. You, <laughs> <laughs> you lost your all your money, Quan. I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling you Kevin from now on. Yeah. You just got swept, you fat fuck. I will get him next week. I put my fucking face in you, you asshole. As that was mine, mine was a total. Mine was a total guess from the last one. I just happened to get a right. Oh, really? You guessed that? I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like just like the just like Schwab didn't Google Miles Austin Tony Romo. Hey, so what's your recap of the uh, Mayweather fight? Okay, um, Mayweather dominated per usual, but there's something else I want to touch base on. Everybody who follows me on Twitter knows how crazy I have been going on about this Nick Diaz, Nevada Athletic Commission case. Okay, I'm going to bring you guys the facts first. On the night of the fight where Nick Diaz fought Anderson Silva back in July, Super Bowl weekend, Nick Diaz was tested three times. That's been unheard of in the sport, but whatever. Two of the tests came out negative. He did not test positive for anything. And one of the tests came out, he tested positive for marijuana. Diaz has a history of smoking weed because the guy is a complete nutcase and needs to smoke weed to calm the fuck down. Anyway, so... Diaz hired this big-name attorney, Lucas Middlebrook or whatever, and they decided to bring a solid case to the Nevada Athletic Commission. But these guys are complete jack-offs. They, all they want to do is have these fighters come in, roll over, beg for a lesser sentence, instead of have themselves defend themselves. It's ridiculous. And so what did they do? They fucking slapped Diaz down with a five-year ban, which is three times more than the, the regular sentences, and fined him over $100,000. On to the next point. They are, Diaz has filed an appeal, and now will go forth the Nevada Supreme Court. Why are you breathing so hard? Man, I'm fucking... I don't even know I'm out of breath right now. Yep, anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's been a public outcry of the freaking... from MMA fans and MMA fighters alike. But the UFC decides to distance themselves from this case, which I can't blame them because they have to deal with the Nevada Athletic Commission every fucking day. But... 
regardless, anybody who watches a sport knows this is complete bullshit and that Nick Diaz should be not even even be suspended at all because he fucking got tested three times and two of them came out clean and the only one freaking probably conflict of interest came out fucking positive. Regardless, free Nick Diaz. Let's send it off to Quan. Thank you for that. I really hope <laughs> that the police stop chasing you or whatever gets you out of breath that you're okay. Free Nick Diaz. We're signing off here on Good Podcast Episode 4. We want to thank our guest, Coley Mick, uh, or Coley, Twitter, Coley Mick, for coming on the show. He said chowder. We got a chowder drop from now on. Uh, recommend this podcast to all your friends, Coley. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Hey, that was, uh, I think that was really good. It's going to be a lot of edits because I don't know what the fuck I was doing with the fucking questions. Yeah, there was a lot of silence. Thanks for coming on. I thought Coley was a a good addition. Yeah. Are we getting Coley permanently here or what? No, he was just replacing Mike. I mean, we can have him as a guest if he wants, but, uh, yeah, you said no a little too fast for my liking that. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not. What are you fucking retarded? No. <laughs> God, Peter Griffin. Uh, I didn't mean, if you want to, man, you're, we we, we uh, usually record every Tuesday. I'm going to try to fix the audio issue. Issues. You can either come over here and record, or you're probably going to have to buy a mic. I'm going to try to send you guys a uh, program. Wait, you two fucks live uh, by each other? Yeah. How close? I like 10 minutes. Same, yeah, but same city, now. Is my, is my audio bad, or, I mean, I don't know. Well, you cut out, I, didn't you? Yeah, yeah my fucking lot, phone, I, I love signal. It's just a lot of cutting in and out. His so hands got we, slippery from the fried chicken, and it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're going to make it like a professional podcast, I want the audio to be crisp and clean. So uh, that's okay. a little bit of editing on my part. So you're going to have to get, like, if you know a program that you can get to record audio, do it because I'm fine. Like, I got my cameras over here and shit, so I'll be fine. But we'll do the same, like, telephone call. But instead of talking into the phone, you'll basically be talking into your mics. Um, we'll figure it um, out that Coley, way. Coley, um, when you it's went fun. on, uh, t- when you went on Trill Weathers, uh, fucking, uh, podcast, what did you use? Uh, I just used my phone, uh, in Skype. Uh, he was using, he uses Skype to make all of his, and he just records it on Audacity and edit, edits it that way. Okay. All right, I know there's a, I know there's a program, I know there's a program too, it's like 30 bucks that can actually record Skype calls. So it might be the best way. Yeah, that or audacity if you can make that work. That's always good. Shut up, you fat fuck. <laughs> do they call you this that? No, no I'm not, but. Who do you think it was, Quan? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, everybody calls you a fat fuck, so I, just, I thought he was he was welcoming himself to the podcast. That's like, a, that's like a rite of passage on this podcast to call you a fat fuck. Schwab, do you live in fuck. Chicago now? Uh, just outside, why? Because I'm going to come there and curb stomp your fucking skull. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, you're in Highland, think... right? What? And Schwab, you live in Highland, right? No comment.
Yeah, it's this little like shithole town that's somewhere like in in uh, in Indiana, and the, and the people that live there like to say that it's part of Chicago when it's not. Yeah, it's the reason that everybody from the well, region does well, that. Well, Andrew Hilmer doesn't claim it as uh as Chicago. No, I don't. <laughs> Yo, we need to get Hilmer. <laughs> yeah, I want to get Hilmer on the podcast. That would be hilarious. I can't handle that type of sarcasm. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll email you guys uh, something this week, probably a program that you can uh, download for free, and I'll set you up with everything. If you can follow directions, you can get it. So uh, that'll be what we do next week, hopefully. All right, cool. Hey, I got a trivia right. uh, question for our listeners. We're done recording, you idiot. What? what? Oh, all right. <laughs> it's still, it's still oh. recording. <laughs> It's so recording. What's the question, Swap? Three men have the name on both the Grey Cup and the Stanley Cup. Name All right, guys. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Yeah, Warm, bye. Fuck out of here. here. See, War, you. Warm, see you later, Warm, guys. Warm. Bye, guys. Who, 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 who are the other two? Who would you say? Warm who was the other. Why the fuck am I still? Warm who was What was that? Sorry? I said Warren Moon, and who were the other two? Cole, are you still on? I'm still here, yeah, yeah. Did everyone else leave? Yeah, everybody else left. Yeah. All right, well, then, uh, I have no idea the answer to this obscene question. Uh, so I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, Warren Moon, Flutie, and who? The Grey Cup and the Stanley Cup? No, Lionel Conacher, Carl Voss. And the last one's tricky because he never played in the CFL, Wayne Gretzky. Bye, Swap. I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.